You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Wednesday edition, hump day. It's a beautiful day down here in South Texas. Uh, White fluffy clouds float by about 68 degrees. And this music just kind of puts me in the mood, you know? Kind of gives a little bit of feeling, a little bit of texture, a little bit of, oh, I don't know, South Texas coming your way from the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. This lady has a beautiful voice saying about her lover, how she misses him. This is just a taste of the Hispanic culture down here in the neck of the woods that I live in. We white people, we Hispanics, all legal of course, we mingle together. And we are all living within the same confines of our borders of Texas. And these people make some beautiful music. I hope you're having a great day wherever you're at in God's big, beautiful world. All you folks over there in Europe, all you folks in my second country, my second homeland, Great Britain, United Kingdom, my main city that I just enjoyed living in for the whole decade of the 70s, London, England, I hope you're having a fantastic day as well. I'd like to give a shout out to some folks up on Facebook on Restoration Radio International. Mr. Paul Simon, uh, Michael Pierce, Alan Pump, Kim Hofgram, Bruce Reich- Reichert, Colin John Ingalls, Tony Bugle, Jerry Riley, David Weissman, Karen Pay, Buster Davis, Stephen English, Anthony Parsons, Nigel Jones, Mike Morrison, Carl Smith, from my state of Texas and Alan Ashwood I hope you're all having a great day wherever you may be this fine Wednesday all you folks up on freedominamericaradio.us Freedom in America Radio broadcasting worldwide on the www with your host Gary Gatehouse and the Gary Gatehouse radio show getting after lefty we are now on the air you know ladies and gentlemen of america i took monday off i wasn't feeling too good so i just uh kind of shut down the operation and said to heck with it i'm going to kind of kick back and uh kind of nurse my way back to feeling on top of the world like i am today i just feel so great today i just feel so alive today i just feel so in touch with you folks out there that listen to my show, whether it be across the pond in Europe, in England, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, or my home folks, my homies, here in the United States of America, like I said, I hope you're having a blessed day. God bless every one of you. God bless you and your families and your kids, your children. You know, folks, Gary Gatehouse is the kind of guy, I'm speaking about myself now, the kind of guy that just uh, 
gets emotional sometimes. And sometimes I just kind of, oh, I don't know, get all wrapped up into a situation or something that's going down in my country or abroad that this kind of gets me all sometimes very flustered, sometimes PO'd, and sometimes just so in love with the human race and my creator God, the creator of all human race, that it just makes me feel fantastic. And today I have to report that there is a little girl, a young girl, in Houston, Texas, well, right outside Houston, Texas, in Katy, Texas, that was, uh, she's a member, or she goes to school in the Katy uh, ISD, Independent School District, and she was confronted by a teacher through an exam, which asked this little girl to more, I'm paraphrasing now, to more or less denounce there is a God, to deny there is a God, and the little girl said she would not do it. She did not mark it that way on her test results, and the teacher says, if you don't change that, we are, I am going to give you an F on that particular test, where well, the little girl refused, and the teacher and the school district were brought uh, onto the carpet by the folks there in Katy. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this little girl stood up for her religion, her Christianity, stood up for herself, and stood up for other people around her, yet some of her closest friends denied her, turned their back on her. Some even suggest that she do away with herself because what she believes in. This is just a prime example, ladies and gentlemen, of America and you folks in Europe, you folks in England, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, anybody in the free world. This is just an example of how the left, how the socialist, Marxist, progressive, communist left, whatever you want to call them, liberals, whatever you want to uh, brand you want to hang on them. This is just another example of the war on Christianity, not just in my home country of the United States of America, but every country in the free world. The left is coming at us with uh, their teeth bared and their claws bared, ready to gouge us out and do away with us because we're Christians telling our children to deny there there is a God and threatening them with an F on their uh, test if they don't is a prime example of how low, how immoral, how lack of any kind of moral upbringing or standing these people on the left have. And like I said, this little girl stood up for Christianity. She stood up against those people who would want her to deny Jesus Christ. She would not do it, ladies and gentlemen. Just like those people over those poor Christians over in the Middle East that stood firm, stood up for their beliefs in Christianity and our Lord Savior Jesus Christ. And what happened to them? They were beheaded by ISIS, by Muslims, by Islam. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, we have a president here in the United States of America, Barack Hussein Obama Jr., the silver-tongued devil from the south side of Chicago, a community organizer, never met an, uh, a terrorist, a tyrant, or a third-world dictator he didn't like. Of course, that's the way the Democrats are. They are always in bed with those types of people and do not support we folks who stand for the Constitution, stand for our way of life. They make fun of us, impugn us, besmirch us. They go out of their way to make life miserable for we people who stand for our country and our religion. You know that. I know that. We see it every day. Examples of it. 
But you know, folks, I'm proud to say I'm a Christian. I'm proud to say I am pro-life. I'm proud to say that I'm a conservative. I'm proud to say that I love my country. I'm proud to say that I am a Vietnam War veteran. I am proud to say that I am in love with the American people, those of us who stand for what we believe in, our country, our constitution, our way of life, and our Christian religion. You folks out there are on the battlefield of politics and on the battlefield to protect and stand for our Christian religion. God bless every one of you folks. God bless every one of you. You folks up on Twitter that go about your business every day trying to get the word out and trying to help people understand what is going down in our country, what those people that would want to destroy our country are up to. God bless every one of you. There are so many people up there on Twitter that I have enjoyed reading their postings, reading what they say, reading what they believe in. You know, I enjoy it. And by the way, if you want to visit Gary Gatehouse up on Twitter, you can do that. Just go up there and type in the search window, G-A-L Network. G-A-L-N-E-T-W-R-K. That'll take you to Gary Gatehouse's page up there on Twitter. Stop by. Say howdy. I'd love to see my fellow Texans up there talking back and forth. We can have a conversation. All you folks up there on Twitter, I believe in what you're posting. You pro-life folks, keep up the good work. You people that are going and standing up for Trump and Cruz and getting the word out about those two patriots, God bless every one of you as well. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Wednesday edition, Hump Day, broadcasting to you all the way from South Texas. Beautiful day down here. I enjoy the weather, and today, ladies and gentlemen, after I do my show, I'm going to go out. I got about two acres plus down here that uh, is my property. It takes a lot of maintenance, a lot of taking care of. We had storms roll through here last week, and there's tree limbs down. There's all kinds of stuff I've got to do. I've got to get out there in the backyard and pick all that stuff up. I've got to get out on a deck. We just had a new deck built overlooking the lake, and I have got to get out there and put the stain on that before that uh, deck and the boards on it. All brand new virgin lumber starts trying to curl up. You know, it happens uh, when it gets wet sometimes. It'll start to curl, especially down here when one day it could be 50 degrees in the, in the wintertime and the next day it could be 80. It's just uh, the weather down here is what I call roller coaster weather right now. One day it's up, one day it's down, two days it's up, one day it's down. And that's the way it goes until about, oh, I don't know, February sometimes when you can just dial in the 80s and then next month, March, the 90s, and then boom, it's off to the race. Down here, we don't suffer too much from the rest of the country as far as weather goes. They have the snow and the sleet and the wind and all that stuff. We don't have that down here. We enjoy nice weather the year round. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. I'm your host, Gary Gatehouse, and we will be back after the Phyllis Shaffrey Report. Don't you go away. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on freedominamericaradio.com. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, pro-family leader, and author of 25 books, including the best-selling A Choice, Not an Echo. And now, here's Mrs. Schlafly. 
the battle for the Mount Soledad Veterans Memorial in San Diego, California, has finally ended after 25 long years of litigation. The Mount Soledad Memorial Association, a veterans group that takes care of the memorial, announced that it bought the half-acre section of federal land for $1.4 million. The legal battle started way back in 1989 when Vietnam War veteran and professing atheist Philip Paulson claimed that he didn't like the memorial because it takes the form of a 29-foot-tall cross overlooking the Pacific Ocean. The purchase was made possible by the National Defense Authorization Act of 2015, which called for the property to be sold to the Mount Soledad Memorial Association. The association has been at the center of this legal battle and has been the caretaker of the monument since it was built in 1954. The president of that association said, We are honored to now own this property and will continue to recognize our nation's veterans with the same spirit of integrity that our association has demonstrated for the past 60 years. I'm glad to see this long legal battle come to an end for this veterans group. However, it is still unfortunate that these liberals expressed such intolerance toward Christianity for so long. Ironically, liberals are usually the ones that like to call everybody else intolerant. In reality, the memorial was not even a strictly Christian memorial. The cross was surrounded by secular symbols and symbols of other religions, including 18 Jewish stars of David. Clearly, there was no reason for 25 years of outcry against this exhibit to honor our veterans. I'm happy to report a truly happy ending for this long fight. Conservative Christians should be encouraged that although the battle may be long, we do have the power to protect religious values in America. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Want to join in on the spirited debate over issues you care about? At EagleForum.org, Phyllis Schlafly is blogging about education, radical feminism, government health care, national security, parental rights, and more. Stay informed and add your own comments to the blog at EagleForum.org. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. There's no place that I'd rather be than right here With my redneck, white socks and blue ribbon beard This is Billy Bob with Billy Bob and the Carl Show And I'd like this to give a little shout out to my friend up there in New Jersey, Mr. Trade Martin You know, that guy's got more talent than, I don't know, 15 people He has more talent than I ever had I don't have any, to tell you the truth He got it all but anyway, Mr. Trade Martin, his Wednesday radio show, you gotta tune in. Trade Martin says a lot of stuff about a lot of things that makes a lot of dang sense. So all you folks up there on the East Coast, the West Coast, way down there in South, and even down here in my home state of Texas, make dang sure you tune in to Trade Martin, that silver-tongued devil from up there on the East Coast. This is Billy Bob signing out. See you on down the road. And Mr. Trade Martin... You just keep on it trucking, partner. You knocking them dead everywhere your voice lands. Adios. There's no place that I'd rather be than right here with my redneck, white socks, and blue ribbon beard.
And that is Billy Bob of the Billy Bob and Carl Show. They're on the GAL Network down here in South Texas. And you can go up and listen to Billy Bob and Carl. Just type in their names in the uh, Google, search, Google search window. It'll take you right to their show. And I tell you what, those two cowboys, they come into my studio all the time and they drink up my damn beer and they eat all my darn uh, Fritos and Cheetos. But I don't really care. They're a couple of pleasant guys, hardworking dudes that work on a ranch down here in South Texas. Got a little bit of South or Southern humor about them. And uh, they are very serious when they start talking about, as they call him, Obama Lama Ding Dong. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, these two guys, they come on the air and they're off the air. Sometimes they're on the air for two or three weeks and then they'll disappear for hell, I don't know, five or six months. They got so much going on that uh, it's kind of hard to get them corralled and get them back in front of the microphone. But Gary Gatehouse, I'll do as much as I can to get those two yokels back in front of the microphone because they, they only have a half hour show. But but I enjoy listening to them just like you folks out there do. And I know you folks over there in Nacogdoches, Texas, you definitely love those two guys, Billy Bob and Carl. I guess they kind of like, uh, I don't know, just kind of like you. Kind of rowdy, beer drinking, dancing fools that like to t- attend all the watering holes on the weekends and just have a good old South Texas time. That's Billy Bob and Carl show. Tune in to them. Google them on uh, Google and uh, Billy Bob and Carl, and they'll pop up and just click on the links, and you can listen to those guys 24-7 up on the GAL network here in South Texas. You know, ladies and gentlemen, in that uh, commercial there that uh, Billy Bob and Carl and Mr. Trade Martin made, Mr. Trade Martin, as you know if you listen to my show, is a, is a friend of mine, lives in New Jersey. He is one of the most talented individuals I've ever came across. And he has had so many things going for him in the past and in the present and in the future. He has got songs and he's got poems and he's got videos locked up in that head of his just trying to get out i i think that guy'd work 24 7 if he could just continue to pump those things out he's an entertainer he's a man of a few words when it comes to discussions but when he does talk he makes the people listen because what he has to say on his Wednesday night show, his call-in show, is a great show. And uh, you can go up on Facebook and you can befriend Mr. Trade Martin. You can go up there and click on there on Wednesdays and listen to his his radio show. It's a, it's a fantastic show. It's a call-in show, like I said. And he gets people calling in from all, all places, uh, you know, East Coast, West Coast, whatever. He's just a great guy. Gary Gatehouse has been up on his show many times as a guest, and I appear on his show a lot of times during the debates, and we discuss uh, the aftermath of the debates, how they went, who was big winners, and who were the losers, etc. And I'm looking forward to the next debate, so I can be on the Mr. Trade Martin show again. Mr. Billy Mar- uh, Billy Van Horn, he's another guest, uh, and owner of a radio station that appears on uh, the Trade Martin show on Wednesday nights, and these de- debate shows, after after the debate show shows, that Trade Martin runs. Mr. Billy, uh, Mr. Billy Van Horn, radio opera operator, radio entrepreneur, radio owner of a station called freedominamericaradio.com. You need to go up there and listen to him. He has got one hell of a lineup, including Mr. Trade Martin's show, including the Gary Gatehouse show, including the Billy Bob and Carl show. He has got, I don't know, 
10 or 15 different talking heads of the conservatives persuasion up there, all lined up, ready to go. They're up there doing their thing every day, 24-7. Go up and, and listen to freedominamericaradio.com, and you can visit Mr. Uh, Billy Van Horn and his radio station webpage up on Facebook. Go up there and join it. Become one of Billy Van Horn's followers, if you will. He's a great guy, and he's working diligently to get that radio station up into the uh, upper echelons of the ratings, etc. And uh, people like myself, uh, Gary Va- uh, Gary Gatehouse, we appreciate what, what Mr. Billy Van Horn and Mr. Trade Martin do for the business, for getting conservative values, conservative talk out to the American people and across the pond in Europe and in Great Britain. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Gary Gatehouse, and you're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on Restoration Radio International, coming at you from across the pond in London, England. Yeah, I'd like to give a shout-out to all you Bobbies in England, all you Bobbies and all you law enforcement folks all over the island, all you folks that are first responders. God bless every one of you folks there in England. You're having a hard job, a hard road to hold, but you're doing an excellent job. God bless every one of you. Every day, nearly 4,000 unborn children are denied life and love. National Right to Life is working to change that. For more than 30 years, National Right to Life has worked through education and legislation to make sure that every child is given the opportunity to share their love, their gifts, and their talents with the world. Our work now is more critical than ever. Respect for life is being attacked on all fronts and at all stages, from the tiniest unborn child to the medically dependent and disabled to our elderly citizens. It is the support of our members, pro-life men and women from across the country, that helps to advance our cause. Join with National Right to Life and countless other pro-life men and women and make a unified stand for life. This has been a perspective on life from National Right to Life. For more information, visit our website, www.nrlc.org. That's nrlc.org. I'd like to give a shout-out to Dr. Marty Fox up on Twitter. hope you're having a great day. Keep up the good work. Get the word out to all those heathens out there that just don't understand what we conservatives are all about. You know, folks, with this thing that went on or went down in Colorado, with this wild man, this crazy guy, this absolute insane individual, went up and shot up a bunch of people, killed a police officer, wounded a bunch of people, killed three people altogether with a high-powered rifle. I happened to be watching Fox News when this was always go- when this was going down live, and I happened to really pay attention to how Fox News was playing it up. They kept referring, they kept going back to Planned Parenthood, and they kept trying to tie him together with Planned Parenthood and the hate of Planned Parenthood. And eventually, it all worked around to conservatism. It worked around to Christians and all that. That's the way the the media exercised it and massaged it and spread it out, moved it out to appease to their base of a bunch of heathens, a bunch of millennials out there don't even know who God is, what He is, what He stands for, their Creator. They. Just don't understand, but every time 
there is a shooting. Every time that there is somebody that goes bananas and kills people here in the United States with a weapon, it automatically, automatically goes into another gear on the mainstream media, and it automatically, the mainstream media, that is, starts pointing a finger at conservatives, the the NRA, National Rifle Association, the people who own guns, gun owners, and they start building a big consensus up amongst their left-wing branded people who stand with them on the fact that the Second Amendment should be destroyed and all guns should be removed from the hands of all Americans, especially conservatives. You know, us people who cling to our guns and our Bibles. This guy who killed those individuals there in Colorado, they tried their damnedest, the media that is, to tie him in with being a Christian. They pointed to a cross that was made out of a bunch of limbs uh, hanging on one of his sheds out there behind his makeshift house, his home, and they, they tried to pull it all together. But I'm telling you right. Right now, mainstream media, and this includes you, Fox, and all you dolts on Fox, minus one, minus one, Sean Hannity, the only true conservative on Fox. The rest of you individuals, you generals, we five, and all you women up there that cross your legs and, and uh, get up there on during the daytime and you talk about this issue and that issue, you're all a bunch of dolts. You are. You're all elitist. You're all within the framework of the mainstream media, which is nothing more than a propaganda machine for the elitists that operate out of inside the beltway. And you folks are right there with them. You're probably all a member, a lot of you anyway, a member of the cocktail set, and you all rub elbows with NBC and ABC and CBS and CNN out of the picture. You're all in the same damn bed. And Fox News, you have went south as far as reporting the news and not putting any spin on it. That went away a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen. These individuals on Fox can't be trusted. Less one, like I said, Sean Hannity. The rest of them, they're a bunch of pompous stuffed shirts and bras, if you want to know the truth. Those broads up there, they tell generals how they should be doing things. And I would venture to say probably not one of them, probably none of their parents or brothers and sisters or siblings. Now, I'm not saying all of them, but probably a lot of them have never seen a military uniform, never seen a military barracks, never been on a military base, never been uh, anywhere to see what the men and women of the military do to sacrifice for the protection of this country. And us individuals, us conservatives that stand up and lock arms with our military and support him, our Constitution, who speak out against Barack Hussein Obama Jr. and all his minions and those people and the Democrat and the Republican Party leadership, we speak out against them. We are the ones that catch holy hell from you people in the media. So be it. So be it. I don't really give a rat's behind. We know what you people stand for. We know you're a bunch of phonies. And we know what you say most of the time is nothing but lies massaged and spun into the truth and is presented to the American people as news, which is a bunch of hogwash. It's not news. It's propaganda, misinformation, and disinformation. And you folks are the generators of it. There, I've said my piece. I don't know how many of you... Folks out there, you patriots agree with me when I start talking about Fox News. I don't know how many of you people believe what I said is the the right way to present 
the facts about Fox News. But all you have to do is listen to them today. They spin things in very subtle ways. Just a change of a word here and there makes the meaning of what they're saying completely different than the truth. That is the, the excellent work of a propagandist. And here on the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, I will continue to raise the red flag about these people, about Pravda West, as I call them, the mainstream media. Again, nothing more than a propaganda machine that puts out information, misinformation, disinformation, propaganda for the elitists who live inside the Beltway and work in what we call the White House and Congress. They're all a bunch of elitists sitting up there in their ivory towers looking down their noses at us whether it be republicans or democrats or the mainstream media they are all the same all wrapped up in one great big bundle of socialism and communism and whatever the hell you want to call them you know folks when i was uh, not feeling well monday i really had the opportunity to just sit kind of sit back in my easy chair and wrap up with a blanket and and just sat there all day sipping on chicken noodle soup and having a cup of coffee here and here and there and taking some aspirins and kind of getting myself back in some semblance of feeling halfway decent feeling human again but i had the opportunity to sit and watch one whole day and i made it a uh, a point to do it I switched back and forth between the mainstream medias and the reporting of the news, including Fox. They're all the same. They are all the same. The same words, the same rhetoric coming out of their mouths. As you know, most of Fox News people are retreads from ABC, CNN, or one of the other spaghetti uh, uh, media outlets. I think, you know, most Americans that pay attention realize that we don't get news anymore. We get entertainment. And those folks up there that house themselves in the confines of Fox News, ABC, whatever, they, they just sit there and they wait. They wait with bated breath for a news show uh, story to break so they can expand it and they can push it and they can have their, oh, I don't know, their experts and their panels and all these people that they parade across the screen and ask stupid questions of. It's it's just not news anymore. It's the uh, it's the entertainment factor plus a little bit of news thrown in with spin on it, of course, to make whatever they want come out the way they want it, the American people to hear it. When it comes to news or or uh, politics or whatever, and I don't know if you've noticed or not. I'm sure you have. Have you noticed how Fox News? is going after Donald Trump tooth and nail? Have you, have you noticed how they, at every opportunity, bring his name up in some negative uh, sense? I have. I'm sure you have too. These people hate Donald Trump. The media hates Donald Trump. The rest of the media. Republican Party leadership hates Donald Trump. The Do Democrat Party hates Donald Trump. The left hates Donald Trump. The Muslims hate Donald Trump. The illegals hate Donald Trump. Donald Trump, you're doing a hell of a job, buddy. When you got all of those left-wingers hating you, you're telling the truth, and you're speaking words that they've never heard for a long time, or probably have never heard, 
And they just can't get it. They just don't understand why the American people are standing behind you. They are sick and tired of politicians. They're sick, sick and tired of these mainstream media people talking out of both sides of their mouth. They're just plain sick and tired of what's going down in their country. Along comes Donald Trump. They can't buy him. They can't uh, go in and offer him money or, or power. He's got all of that. He earned it. He built it. And just using a little bit of logic here. They keep saying, well, he's going to go away. He can't do this. He can't say that. Why can't he? He's saying what most Americans are saying or want to hear. And to think Donald Trump would make statements like he makes, being a billionaire many times over that he is, he knows if he misspeaks to the point where it might... uh, uh, inflict uh, harm on his businesses and stuff or his reputation he knows all of that Donald Trump is a patriot whether the people in the mainstream media or the Republican or Democrat party want to buy into it he is a patriot along with Mr. Ted Cruz they are patriots ladies and gentlemen and the mainstream media the Republican party have declared war on them along with the Democrat party they've declared war on them as well Hollywood's declared war on them. Islam has declared war on them. Illegal aliens and all of those left-wing organizations have declared war on them. And that's a good thing. We can see who our enemies are. They identify themselves every damn day when they go after Mr. Trump or Mr. Cruz. It's a blessing in disguise. All I can say is to both of you guys, Mr. Cruz and Mr. Trump, just keep on trucking. Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on saying what you're saying. The American people who understand, who pay attention, who love our Constitution, love our military, love our country and want it back, we understand where you're coming from and we support both of you. We support you and we will vote for you when that time comes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to stand up. And stand behind these two guys. They're the only individuals in the Republican Party. They're the only individuals that are standing on a stage, period. And I'm talking about that Bernie Sanders. And I'm talking about that that rotten individual, immoral individual, Hillary Clinton. You want a liar? There's a liar. You want somebody that's lied all of her life? There you go. Hillary Rotten Clinton and her rapist husband Bill Clinton and her crooked training Chelsea Clinton. They're all crooked individuals. And anybody that backs them, they're just as crooked, just as immoral. This is Gary Gatehouse and we'll be back after a few short messages. I'm a paramedic, and it may sound silly, but a lot of people are afraid to call me when they're experiencing chest pain, or to call 911 if they're with someone experiencing chest pain. You know why? Because they think it would be embarrassing if it were a false alarm. Instead, people risk permanent damage or death because they're afraid they might get a lecture. That's ridiculous. So if you have an uncomfortable pressure, fullness, squeezing, or pain in the center of the chest that lasts more than a few minutes, call me. If you have a pain that spreads to the shoulders, neck, or arms, call me. If you have any discomfort in your chest with lightheadedness, fainting, sweating, nausea, or shortness of breath, call me. 
If you have any of these symptoms or are with someone who does, dial 911 right away. And if it is a false alarm, I'm not going to give you a lecture. I'll be happy to see you. To learn more about heart attack warning signs, call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit us on the web at AmericanHeart.org. Hi, I'm Paulette Carlson. Did you know that the Veterans Against Drugs program was started two decades ago to stop the senseless killing of our children because of drug abuse and violence? Sharing their experience of war, veterans understand and appreciate the value of each young life. Please join us as we work hand-in-hand with Vietnam Veterans of America and other veteran service organizations to provide the information our young people need to commit to life and become the future of our great nation. Visit us at VVA.org. Hey, this is Tex Officer down here in Texas. When I'm not rocking the house, I like to listen to Gary Gatehouse. Gary is exposing the liberal socialist agenda. He is kicking liberals' asses and taking names. You keep it up, Gary. We're growing like a big old army. Uh, thank you, Tex. Uh, appreciate the words, the good words. You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, country western singers up there in North Dallas, uh, they're signing on to the Gary Gatehouse radio show. Tex has been around a long time, and uh, he uh, stands by the show. He's been with us for, God, I don't know, years. And again, thanks, Tex, for that little plug there. Appreciate it, buddy. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, being it's Wednesday and being it's hump day, and it means that a lot of you folks are probably just waiting to get off work and getting all geared up and suited up to go out and have a few drinks, meet your mates, and sit down and talk about the issues of the day, or just to visit and talk about your kids, whatever. Good on you. You know, you got to relax. And that middle of the week, hump day, that's the way to do it. That's But you got to take care of yourself. you got to make sure you stay safe. you got to make sure that you don't go out and get your head all big with booze and stuff and have to try to muddle through the work day the next day. It's just no fun. You know it. I know it. I've done it. You've done it. So just go out and have a good time. Visit with your friends. Enjoy a few drinks or whatever you have, whatever you consume, uh, libations, the adult type, uh, whatever. But have a good time. Let the steam out. Let uh, the burdens of the day, the burdens of the week kind of get off your chest, get off your uh, shoulders, and uh, just just talk about whatever you want to talk about. Sit around and have a good time. That's what hump day is all about when you get out during the evening hours to enjoy the middle of the week and enjoy your mates and friends. And all you folks over there in England, I don't have to tell you what to do on hump day. You do it every day, most of you. The guys and gals I ran with did anyway. They were in the pubs every night playing skittles, playing darts, sitting around talking, enjoying each other's company. That's one of the things I really appreciated about the British people. They enjoy each other's country, uh, company and they enjoy Enjoy sitting down and just talking about uh, small talk, which is great as far as I'm concerned. We don't have to sit here all of the time and talk about politics and the goods and bads and the evils and all of that or what's going down in the world. There's great people out there, whether they live in England, Europe, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, anywhere in the free world. In my country, there are great people out there that enjoy life and are just trying to make a better life for themselves and their children. Right now, I think I'm going to play a song that's going to kind of keep the mood going. What do you, what do you think? Here we go. Sun is up, 
There's a stir across the land And so begins another day you know, folks, when you talk about life's highway, we all know what that means. We're born, eventually we die. What we do in the middle is what counts, right? That's right. You know, we honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we pray for those folks out there that are suffering today, whether it be physically or mentally. We have to help those folks. We have to pray for them. All you folks that are suffering from some disease, some ailment, some injury, mentally, physically, wherever you may be in God's big, beautiful world, we Christians pray for you and hope you get better. That's the way it is with us Christians. We stand for you individuals that are under duress right now. We pray for you. We're not like Islam who you know, states that if you don't believe in the Islamic religion, we're going to lop your head off or make you slaves or, or whatever. We don't believe that. We Christians pray for all individuals. I pray for the conversion of all you Muslims out there that are now all in with the Islamic religion. I pray that someday, somewhere, somehow, you are converted to Christianity. When that day will happen, I don't know. I probably won't be around. But uh, I believe that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has put each and every one of us on this earth to do good, to help out with the cause of being good human beings, being good followers of his word, to be good individuals that pray for those who are of lesser, uh, as far as income, money, health, those of you in, in a squalor, live in squalor, you folks that are in poverty, you have one thing that you can always hold on to. And that's the word of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You have that word, you have his word, that if you honor him, you believe in him, that you will one day join him in heaven. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be right back after a few short messages. Don't you go away. You are listening to the sound of the heartbeat of an unborn baby just 28 days after conception. Every day, more than 3,000 abortions are performed in this country, and each abortion stops the heartbeat of a living unborn baby. Since 1973, the annual number of abortions has gone from approximately 750,000 a year to just under 1.3 million. Abortion isn't rare or safe, only legal. Legalized abortion on demand has taken the lives of more than 50 million unborn children and left those women who have had abortions more vulnerable to physical, mental, and emotional complications. We at National Right to Life are working to break this cycle. We are working for the day when both mother and child will be welcomed, loved, and protected. Won't you help us? This has been a Perspective on Life from National Right to Life. For more information, visit our website, nrlc.org. Uh, I don't know who this guy Lefty is, but this guy Gary Gatehouse, man, whoever Lefty is, Gary gets after him, don't you see? I like Gary Gatehouse. He tells the truth, man. He really does. Man, I don't know who that guy is, but he's sick. <laughs> hey, this is Gary Gatehouse of the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Wednesday edition. Stand by for a Gary Gatehouse radio exclusive intelligence report. Fill you in on what's going on in the secret world 
of the CIA, NSA, and such. Intelligence Report, coming up right now. You're listening to the Top Secret Intelligence Report with your host, Gary Gatehouse. You know, folks, if we look back on the intelligence community here in the United States over the past few decades, there's a lot of things that the American public have never been exposed to as far as what the intelligence community was up to, what kind of projects they were running, what kind of machinery they were developing, software, you name it. The average American Joe is never privy to what goes behind on behind closed doors in the intelligence community. Being an intelligence officer myself for over 31 years, serving with a national intelligence agency in all different types of projects and operations, etc., I uh, would like to bring to the American people some declassified information I get through my sources that to kind of enlighten the American people on just where their tax dollar money went what their tax dollar money was involved with, who the types of people that were involved with the intelligence community back in the day when Gary Gatehouse was an operative himself. Now, today we're going to be talking about a codenamed project, a codename that uh, I'm sure none of you have ever heard of, codename Corona, C-R-O-O-N-A, Corona. Now, this was a project... That started way back in 1960. But I'm asking you, the American public, I'm sure your answer is no to this, but did you know that we had assets orbiting the Earth intelligence satellites way back in 1960? Owned and operated by the American people through the National Reconnaissance Organization and other intelligence agencies. These were the first years where we had Assets, if you want to call them that, that were orbiting the Earth doing the business of what used to be done in the early years of intelligence gathering by human beings. Humint, H-U-M-I-N-T, human intelligence. In other words, boots on the ground. Guys hiding behind bushes, hiding behind in uh, remote rooms and stuff, listening in on the enemy, recording it uh, via pencil and a piece of paper or a recording device, whatever, and then getting that intelligence back perishable intelligence back to the headquarters so they could analyze it and use it against our enemies. But then along came satellites where we could operate those satellites from afar, 20-some thousand miles up in the sky, up down to low Earth orbit satellites where we orbit the Earth at certain apogee and perigees where we could put those satellites in different parts of the world to look down on certain parts of the uh, world community in areas where our enemy was doing its activities, whatever they may be, they may be, and we could use those satellites to spy down on them and, and check them out and see what was going on. Now, in 1960 was the early years of these assets known as spy satellites, codenamed Corona. Twenty years ago this month, the world learned about the existence of the first imaging reconnaissance satellites, codenamed Corona. Now, it's hard to imagine 
a world without Google Maps or satellite imagery, but when Corona was developed in the 1950s, it was on paper and it was being developed. All the hardware and software at that time, as, as best I can describe it, was being put together to establish spy satellites in the sky. And it was being developed back in the 1950s, satellite photo reconnaissance at that time didn't exist in the flesh, if you will, but it was already thought about and put down on paper and how they were going to do it. Along came Corona, and it was created by a small group of Central Intelligence Agency, Air Force, and private industry experts who were tasked with finding a way to provide broad imagery coverage of the USSR to identify missile launch sites and production facilities. Because you see, back then we were involved in the Cold War. And those Russians were up to developing all kinds of new launch capability to put those warheads right down on top of us here in America or in Europe. So we had to identify new ways to spy on Russia, if you will, to see what they were up to with all of this new launch facilities and sites and production uh, facilities. Sin since we could not get people on the ground, human intelligence, if you will, in there to go in and take pictures and record all the different types of buildings and uh, launch sites, etc., we had to develop a new way of coming to this intelligence. Thus, overhead assets, satellites, spy satellites. Now, President Dwight D. Eisenhower formerly in, endorsed Corona, the project Corona, way back in February of 1958. Known to the public as the United States Air Force's Discoverer Program, the classified Corona project operated during the height of the Cold War to collect pictures over then-denied areas of Eastern Europe and Asia. We didn't have access to those areas, so we had to develop a way to do it. And Corona was the guy, Corona was a project that was going to do this for us. Corona also had sister programs, one of them being Argon, A-R-G-O-N, for mapping imagery, and Lanyard, a short-lived program designed for higher quality imagery. During its operational life, Corona, C-R-O-N-A, collected over 800,000 images in response to the national security requirements of the time, over 800,000 images. On average, individual images or images covered a geographical area on the Earth's surface of approximately 10 by 120 miles. Now, way back in February, 20, February 24, 1995, Vice President Gore visited CIA headquarters to announce Executive Order 12. Uh, 12951, signed by President Clinton, which released Corona, Argon, and Lanyard imagery to the public. At this announcement, Gore stated, satellite coverage gave us the confidence to pursue arms control agreements, agreements that eventually led to dramatic decreases in the number of nuclear weapons and their delivery systems. Now, ladies and gentlemen of America, you know, most people don't know what transpired those years when we as Americans were going about our daily business, there were people that were sitting at, at uh, facilities throughout the free world at uh, 
oh, I don't know what you'd call them, positions that were operating these satellites, taking pictures of areas that we were interested in and knowing what the USSR was up to. But uh, those days are have have gone. The 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 imagery and the way we process things today, as far as spy satellites, you, it's unbelievable. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even believe what we're capable of today. But like I said at the announcement, Gore stated satellite coverage gave us the confidence to pursue arms control agreements, agreements that eventually led to dramatic decreases in the number of nuclear weapons and their delivery systems. Gore also noted that satellites recorded much more than the landscape of the Cold War. In the process of acquiring this priceless data, we recorded for future future generations the environmental history of the Earth at least a decade before any country on this Earth launched any satellite or any Earth resource satellites to do such as we did. Example of four-day coverage of Eurasia during KH-4A Mission 1017, courtesy of NRO, more than 800,000 photographs were sent to the following eight, the, over the following 18 months to the National Archives and the U.S. Geographical Geological Survey. The order stipulated that all imagery would be dis- declassified immediately upon transfer and made available to the public. Now, thanks to the intelligence community's persistent persistence, Corona resulted in one of the largest declassification projects in American history. The end of the Cold War also spurred interest in satellites and their possible use for environmental and other studies, which we use them quite extensively today. But the main objective, the main uh, mission, if you will, even today, is to make dang sure that those people in the world that would want to do America harm or Europe harm, the Western world harm, we have the resources, we have the assets in the air at various altitudes that we can park over an area and we can sit there and check out what's going on to make dang sure that those folks are not up to something that's going to eventually jump up and bite us in the rear end because we didn't know about it. We are very informed. We are a very knowledgeable in, uh, intelligence agency structure here in America today. Regardless of what the news media would like to tell you about how bad the in- intelligence community is, they are one of the front lines of deterrent when it comes to knowing what the enemy's up to. And that is one of the main things that they lay at the feet of the American people is we are protecting you. You don't know what we do. We can't l- release the information. I know Snowden, he blew the lid on a bunch of stuff. And the Russians uses that propaganda against our intelligence agencies trying to weaken them. But I don't think they did. Now they're talking about bringing Snowden back as a hero. Well, he got every, the Russians got everything out of Snowden that they could possibly get, get as far as, uh, intelligence information, how we go about it, etc. They wore him out. Now he's no good, no use to him anymore. So they're trying to find a way to dump him, get him back, send him back to the Americas so we, as the American people, a lot of us, can treat him as a hero. In actual fact, he's nothing but a traitor. He's nothing but a traitor. All the money that America dumps into projects, into the intelligence community, a lot of it, he 
revealed to the Russians. And I can guarantee you this, information he sent to them, they developed and are developing countermeasures to counteract what we have the capability of doing when we want to know what Russians are up to. And it's all because of this guy Snowden. He blew away a lot of America's taxpayer money, if you want to put it at that level. You paid for the stuff that he gave, he divulged to the Russians. So don't treat this man as a hero. He's not a hero. He's a traitor. He's a turncoat. He sold his country out. I hope this information about Corona is of some interest to you and future projects. I'm going to delve into all kinds of different projects. Like I said, that the American people have no idea, no concept. They've all been declassified now. I have resources to get these projects out to you as an interest to you. If you have interest in a certain uh, time frame in America's uh, war years, peace years, Cold War, etc., and you want to tie it into some specific project that if I can find a declassified information on that project or something that might be of interest to you, just drop me a line at Gary Gatehouse at Hush. Gary Gatehouse at Hush.com. I'll see what I can do for you. Like I said, I have my resources. I spent 30 plus years in the Intel community. Until next Intel report, this is Gary Gatehouse saying good day. The Intelligence Report was produced by Gary Gatehouse Productions and the GAL Network from South Texas. Well, folks, if you got some information out of that or you just enjoyed listening to it, I'd like to hear your comments on it. And if you enjoyed being exposed to this type of information, uh, uh, background from a guy that's, like I said, served in the intelligence community as an operative for over 31 years, I would be more than happy to include this in one of my shows each week and to pass along uh, information on things that happened in the past, things that are going on now in the intelligence community that have been declassified. But the news media, for some reason, never reports this type of stuff. If you would like to hear more of this, drop me a line at GaryGatehouse at Hush, H-U-S-H dot com. GaryGatehouse at Hush, H-U-S-H dot com. Uh, just put in the heading intelligence report so I'll know that my staff members can look at it and further, further that information or that request to me. I enjoy doing that type of stuff. Why not? I did it for 31 years. And uh, that, was, I was, that was my whole adult life, protecting my country, whether it be on the battlefield or as an intelligence officer thereafter. I drugged my family all over the world. We ended up in one place that we all loved, and that was Great Britain. We lived in England for the better part of the decade of the 70s. My kids grew up there. My kids, hell, for no better purposes, were British when they came back to the United States, spoke like them, talked like them. And uh, I still remember my father saying, you think they'll ever be able to learn how to speak like Americans again? Well, hell yeah, they will, Dad. But that was a big joke amongst us uh, way back then. You know, ladies and gentlemen, my show has been on the air since 2006, and I thoroughly enjoy talking to you, the American public, you that uh, want to know 
what's going on, want to know the truth. Well, you conservatives out there, you folks that have kids, you folks that are married, single, whatever the case may be, whether it be in England, Europe, uh, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, or here in my home country of America. I enjoy conversing with you. I enjoy sitting in front of the microphone and talking with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, I'm going to have some announcements about my show coming up in the very near future. Some, I think... Uh, that you people will enjoy, and some uh, I don't know. But until I get all my ducks in order and uh, everything in line, I'll just hold hold on to uh, releasing any information until that day. We'll be right back at uh, uh, the uh, Fox 5-Minute News for the second hour. Until then, stand by. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Gary will be back after the Fox 5-Minute News break. Radio, I'm Tom Graham. Taking the fight to Islamic State militants, Defense Secretary Ash Carter telling Congress... In full coordination with the government of Iraq, we're deploying a specialized expeditionary targeting force to assist Iraqi and Kurdish Peshmerga forces and put more, even more pressure on ISIL. Iraq's Prime Minister's office, though, releasing a statement moments ago saying weapons and other support are fine, but there is no need for more foreign combat troops. This is several nations are upping the ante in the fight against Islamic State following the Paris attacks. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Joe Dunford, told a House committee today that ISIS is not contained. That in direct contrast to the president's statement on the day before the Paris terrorist attack. Germany now considering putting up to 1,200 boots on the ground, providing reconnaissance and refueling aircraft. Meanwhile, Russia is now opening a second air base in Syria. Helicopters are already in place with fixed-wing aircraft set to arrive soon. At the Pentagon, Doug McElway, Fox News Radio. Showdown in Washington. Democrat Senate Minority Leader Harry Reid threatening to thwart the latest Republican proposals in the Senate. Republicans are demanding yet another futile vote on defunding Obamacare and defunding Planned Parenthood. Republican Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, though, pushing the Obamacare repeal through a special process that would require only a simple majority to pass. It had a catastrophic impact on our economy, and we intend to do everything we can to get rid of it. The measure, though, would likely face President Obama's veto stamp if passed. Black Lives Matter protesters in Chicago. No justice, no peace, no justice. Wanting to police the police, calling for an auditor's office to be established following dash cam video that appears to show Officer Jason Van Dyke fatally shooting a teen as the 17-year-old walked away. Van Dyke, now charged with murder, remains behind bars. You're listening to Fox News Radio, fair and balanced. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Time starts now. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Where can you find the answers to these questions? Car crashes are one of the leading killers of U.S. children. Many of those deaths could be prevented by making sure that kids are in the right seat for their age and size. Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. That's safercar.gov slash the right seat. 
Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Some good news on the diabetes front. The number of cases in the U.S. on the decline. Diabetes had been on the rise for decades, driven by a surge in obesity. In 2009, the number of new cases reached 1.7 million, but by last year, it dropped to 1.4 million. Edward Gregg, a diabetes expert with the Centers for Disease Control, saying it's surprising and the reason isn't clear. He says the figures from the last two years confirm a significant drop. The biggest declines in men, white people, young and middle-aged adults and in people with more than a high school education. But there have not been big declines in other groups like the elderly or minorities. The chief medical officer with Boston's Jocelyn Medical Center is saying the dip is encouraging, but he says we probably don't want to say we've won the battle and everyone go home. Lisa Lacera, Fox News. On the campaign trail, Donald Trump defending his claim that Muslims were dancing in the streets in New Jersey after the 9-11 attacks, telling a Georgia crowd... Do you notice what's happening? happening in New Jersey. They're now finding a lot of people are saying, yeah, that did take place in New Jersey, right? I wasn't going to apologize. I wasn't going to apologize. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, though, challenging the Donald's account, saying it never happened. Democrat presidential candidate Hillary Clinton marking the 60th anniversary of the Montgomery bus boycott sparked by Rosa Parks. Our work isn't finished. We do have to pay it forward. There are still injustices perpetrated every day across our country, sometimes in spite of the law, sometimes, unfortunately, in keeping with it. Clinton in Alabama at the King Memorial Baptist Church. Jerry Seinfeld fans will soon be able to see the comedian live again in January. Seinfeld will begin appearing once a month at New York's Beacon Theater. Wall Street starting the month on a positive note, the Dow adding 168. Overnight stock futures are on the positive side. I'm Tom Graham, Fox News Radio. Restoration Media UK are proud to present the secret agent man, Gary Gatehouse. Well, welcome back to the second hour of the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Wednesday edition. Brought to you by Restoration Radio International, FreedomInAmericaRadio.com, FreedomInAmerica.us, the GAL Network from South Texas. Hope you folks are having a fine day. While this was all going on, Gary was uh, kind of writing down some things, some honeydews that uh, you guys know what honeydews are. I've got a stack of honeydews as tall as a long-legged Indian that I've got to, I don't know, somehow figure out how to get around and kind of push off to the side. I hate honeydews. How about you guys? The honeydews, you know, they take away your freedom, man! <laughs> Love Train, the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Wednesday edition. And I hope there are a bunch of people on the Love Train today. You know, when we get on the Gary Gatehouse Love Train, we always turn to the right. And we head down to the club car. Down there where the bar is and the bar stools and the little booths and stuff. And we all just ride that train. Oh, we ride it through England. We ride it through Europe. We ride it all over the countries of the world. And we sit in the club car, you know... uh, and there's folks in the club car like Stephen 
Lang, you know, he's sitting there having a pint, and he's uh, spreading the gospel of Stephen Lang uh, and talking to all his mates. And then there's um, a trademark, and he's uh, sitting there writing a new song on a on a uh, on the tablecloth. I don't know what that new song's going to be all about, but he's there doing that. And then there's Billy Van Horn. He's sitting there talking to people, trying to get more people mustered up to come on to his new. Uh, radio station that he's building and there's all kinds of people all types of conservative folks sitting there talking as we just scoot on down the tracks in whatever country we were in enjoying ourselves on the gary gatehouse love train and i enjoy talking to all these folks because all these folks are true patriots are true patriots ladies and gentlemen and they go overboard sometimes in trying to get the word out the conservative values, the moral values, Christian values that they represent on their radio stations, whether it be Stephen Lang's Restoration Radio International, uh, FreedomInAmericaRadio.com, Billy Van Horn's radio station, FreedomInAmerica.us, Mr. B's radio station coming out of Florida, these and the GAL network coming out of South Texas. That's uh, Gary Gatehouse's flagship station for all you folks that are wondering who and what GAL Network is. The Getting After Lefty Network. GAL Network. And you can uh, visit Gary Gatehouse and the GAL Network up on Twitter anytime you like. Just type in on in the search window, GAL Network. G-A-L-N-E-T-W-R-K. And uh, that'll take you to my website up there. On the internet, drop by on Twitter, drop by and say howdy. I'd love to have a chat with you. And I'm up there, I don't know, a couple hours a day after the show, uh, talking with the folks up there and posting whatever, working with Mr. Donald Trump and Mr. Ted Cruz, trying to get the word out about these two great patriots that are representing we the people. And they are not those folks that are inside the beltway, just so full of BS and so full of, of uh, elitism that, uh, you know, I don't even pay attention to those guys anymore, just like the mainstream media. I've made it a point, and I don't know how you people feel about this, but Gary Gatehouse has made it a point to only listen to one show that I pay any attention to at all on Fox News, and that's the Sean Hannity Show. I do not listen to any of the other rubbish, garbage that these folks spew because they are in line. They've aligned themselves with the rest of the media, the ABCs, the NBCs, CBSs, CNNs, public broadcasting. Those people are all in cahoots together. Those people are the propaganda machine of the inside the beltway elitist, whether it be Republican or Democrat. So the only people, I, only person I really pay attention to is Sean Hannity. I listen to him on the radio once in a while. I listen to Mr. Mark Levine. I listen to Rush Limbaugh. I listen to all the conservative talk heads that uh, are on Mr. Billy Ben Horn's radio show. I hope all you folks are having a great day up there. JJ and Trade Martin and the rest. Mr. Uh, uh, Eric Rush, just to name a few. You know, folks. We conservatives have to stay and stick together because we have people that are literally surrounding us with all their lies, deceit, hate, uh, fear-mongering, whatever, and they're coming after us, like I said in the first hour. They are coming after us tooth and nail. They want to shut us up. 
because we're the only thing standing between them and just absolutely ruining this country, destroying it. Obama is the tip of the spear, and Obama works 24-7 very diligently along with his cohorts, his minions, to destroy this country, and he wants to rebuild it Probably in the in the mindset that he has, being a Muslim or stealth Muslim, he is in the he wants to rebuild this country as a country that is not the United States of America, but he wants to have all these little enclaves all established throughout the United States, kind of like they have uh, the Muslims have succeeded in doing in England and Europe, where you don't go into those uh, enclaves unless you're a Muslim and sign on to Sharia law. We, we can't have this in the United States. But the uh, Rush, uh, Limbaugh speaks out against it. Mark Levine spits, speaks out against it. Gary Gatehouse does. All of his talking heads speak out against it. All you folks up there on the Facebook who post all the information for all of us to see, God bless all of you. All you folks up there on Twitter doing the same, God bless you. We must continue to pursue this. We must continue to call a spade a spade. spade. We must continue to shine the light of truth on the left and all that they want to do to the American people. None of it's any good. None of it's any good. And the bottom line is, patriots, the bottom line is, this is our country. In Europe, your countries. In England, your country. And those folks who want to destroy it, bring it down, wipe it out, neutralize it, whatever they wanted trying to do, we're the only people that recognize what's going on. And we must continue to speak out. We must not be dissuaded. We must not be taken off point when it comes to getting the truth out about these individuals. Because these individuals are bad people. These people are evil people. And they will say, do anything, go anywhere, Prime example, Barack Hussein Obama Jr., the stealth Muslim, the silver-tongued devil from the south side of Chicago, the pupil and Marxist pupil of Saul Alinsky, he's over in Europe today, in, in, in France, trying to make us, the American people and the rest of the world, believe that all those leaders over there that are at this conference, this environmental conference, they're standing up against ISIS because we're going to make the environment better. And that's just telling ISIS we will not take any more of your crap anymore. How, how, how asinine can that be? Obama is a complete ass. And the rest of the world knows it. And the sooner or better, sooner or later, the American people, the vast majority that still back him, I hope will wake up to the fact that they are backing a very evil person, a very immoral person, along with uh, one of his sidekicks, Hillary Clinton, and along with a political party that he hangs his hat on, the Democrat Party. You know, folks, we as Americans, we as Europeans, we as people who still stand for the good of all our countries, still stand side to side each other and support our Christian beliefs. Like I said, we have to stand up. We shall not waver. We shall back people who stand with us, like the likes of Mr. Ted Cruz, Mr. Donald Trump. We cannot let those individuals in the media, those individuals in the political spectrum, tear these two guys down. We've got to support them every time, every place that we have the opportunity to do so. Not to do that is... uh, 
I don't know, is be, is be beneath we the people. We have to speak out. We have to support these people. They are going after all of those individuals I just mentioned, all of those evil, immoral people that want to destroy our country. They recognize what's going on. They're speaking the truth, Mr. Cruz and Mr. Trump are. They're out there on the campaign trail every day, waving the red flag, trying to inform the American people just what these people on the left, these people in the Republican Party leadership are doing to us. And you know what? Mr. Trump and Mr. Cruz are doing a bang-up job of educating the American people. I heard today that Mr. Trump has a whole group of black clergymen that he's meeting with up in uh, New Jersey or New York or wherever it is, sitting down and talking with them about what he wants to do for America if elected. Good on you, Mr. Trump. Good on you. Black people throughout the United States, people, black people in the black communities who pay attention, who understand, who understand they have been sold out by the Democrat Party and the likes of Obama and Hillary Clinton, they are coming around. They are coming around to finally realize that they have been sold a bill of goods for decades by the Democrat Party. They are finally coming around to understanding that there are people out there who care about the black folks, care about their plight in life, and care about their children and their uh, upbringing. And we're all in this together, whether you be black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, American, Vietnamese American, Russian American, whatever the case may be, we are all in this together. We have to fight hard to take our country back. I'll be right back after the Our Voice report by Ricky Rasmussen. She reports on what's going on in South Africa. So after she's done, I'll be back. So stand by. And welcome to another edition of Our Voice. Our Voice is the uh, radio program of Webosa, a non-profit company in South Africa. Webosa was started by myself, Ricky, with the object of obtaining with passive resistance equal application of the Constitution of South Africa to all citizens of South Africa to ensure justice for white South Africans and also other minorities. To achieve this aim, we withhold our money and support from any institution or person that discriminate against us. Our Constitution protects human rights and it enshrines the rights of all people in South Africa and affirms the democratic values of human dignity, equality and freedom. Whites and other minority groups, such as the coloreds, do not enjoy equal protection. And based on what I will share with you every week on the Gary Gatehouse Show, for as long as I will have the opportunity, you will realize why we are very concerned about what is going on in South Africa. Now, our voice is also um, broadcasting every Monday evening from 8 to 9 on Impala Internet Radio. 
There we deal mostly with the positive things, play nice music and share um, more positive aspects of our lives with our listeners. Thank you for being here. And before I continue to share with you the uh, information that I've gathered this week, I want you to please take down my email address. It is admin at webosa, W-E-B-O-S-O dot org. And please communicate with me and let me know if there's anything about South Africa that you would like to know more about. If I do not have the answer, I will find the answer for you. Today, I want to start on the topic of incompetence and corruption. Last week, I told you about the problem that we had with um, Prasa and the uh, diesel locomotives they bought from Spain at a cost of $600 Now, to follow up on that problem, I think I also mentioned that the um, chief engineer of Prasa apparently did not have a proper degree. And the Freedom Front Plus, one of our political parties, laid a complaint with the Public Service Commission against Prasa's chief engineer, Dr. Daniel Mutemkulu. It was now confirmed two days ago that he lied about his qualifications and when requested to provide proof of his qualifications, he did not respond. He was suspended with immediate effect. Now, it's horrific to think that your chief engineer responsible for, for instance, train safety um, is not a qualified person and that he lied and provided false information to obtain a position like this. This is now a common problem in South Africa that unqualified people is uh, employed in high positions and it also reflects on the competence of the people who interview or it is a clear indication of carded deployment and um, a total lack of understanding the consequences of employing an uneducated or inexperienced person to such a high position. It is clear indication that there is no regard for the citizens of South Africa. Now, that is not the only problem that PRASA has. The uh, CEO, group CEO of PRASA, Mr. Lucky Montana, was also dismissed. Now, he stated that he regards his dismissal as grossly unfair and illegal. He addressed journalists at the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Rosebank last week and um, said that even though he expected the dismissal, he said it was politically motivated. The PRASA board, apparently led by Chairperson Popo Malefi, announced Thursday in a media statement that Montana has been released from serving his notice period. He was only supposed to leave in December. Montana had previously lambasted the board under Malefi's leadership for its incompetence and meddling in the operational affairs of the agency. At issue, for instance, is the slow pace of process procurement of infrastructure relating to the 51 billion locomotive contract. Montana said that we have the required skills 
but he is not convinced that the board will be able to act in the best interest of Prasa under the chairmanship of Popo Malefi and his modus operandi of interfering with the business of Prasa. Montana also accused Malefi of conducting a clandestine investigation against him relating to the procurement contract. Montana also rubbished allegations that were made against Prasa. It was reported that Prasa's own engineers had warned in a report that the new Afro 4000 diesel locomotives bought from Spain were too tall for existing infrastructure. But Montana this week took some journalists on a ride to prove that the locomotives were indeed suitable. Now, I do not know what the outcome of this is and whether maybe it's suitable here, but not um, elsewhere where it's supposed to be used. Other reports also said that Prasa had deviated from its payment schedule uh, in a contract to purchase Spanish locomotives, paying winning consortium Swifambe Rail leasing about 40 million more than was stipulated. To this, Montana said that all the allegations were a ploy to tarnish his reputation, which had made it easy for the board to terminate his contract. He indicated to journalists that he would provide details behind his dismissal after he has had discussions with the leadership. Mr. Montana was not the only one to be fired by the board. The acting head of security, Cabela Mansani, was replaced by Mr. Matakata and spokesman Moffat Moffaking was replaced by Sifa Sitoli. On Thursday night, Zatawa, which has been a champion of Mr. Montana, demanded his immediate reinstatement and called on Ms. Peters again to dismiss the Prasa board. This is now only the problems experienced at Prasa, and that is not the only state-owned company that experienced major problems in employment and um, efficiency. Telcom, our telecommunications company, also has major problems. I've heard from an employer last week that they are going to retrench 18,000 people, and apparently the majority of them are whites. Now, that is just an absolute horror. Taking into account the problems that, for instance, Telcom has, um, then this story will really raise your hair. Tutukizila Zima, age 25, daughter of President Jacob Zuma, has been bumped up to Chief of Staff in the Telecoms Department. She may have made history as South Africa's youngest head of a minister's office. She was a lowly public liaison officer and she was given the position, a very power position, powerful position of Chief of Staff within two months, and now earns almost a million rand a year. Her dramatic rise to the position, which she assumed in May after the appointment of her father's new cabinet, has raised concerns about political nepotism at the renamed Department of Telecommunications and Postal Services. A chief of staff position requires extensive management experience, an understanding of ministerial services and parliamentary functions to take charge of the overall management of the ministry. Such a person requires knowledge of the Public Service Management Framework and Public Finance Management Act. 
The chief director position requires at least five to ten years experience at senior management level. Now, Mrs. Zuma or Ms. Tutukizili Zuma uh, completed her undergraduate degree in 2011. She worked or volunteered, according to the ANC, at the ANC's headquarters. She subsequently joined the state security and spent less than a year there. Now, interesting is her CV. She was born April 28, 1989. In December 2006, at the age of 17, she matriculated in Cape Town. In July 2008, at age 19, she registered two companies as a director with her sisters and a few others. Jew Minerals and Born Free Investments 660. Both companies appeared to be dormant. In April 2011, aged 22, she graduates with a BA from the Wits University, majoring in Anthropology, Sociology and International Relations. In September 2011, at the age of 22, she works briefly at the ANC headquarters the party said that she did not receive a salary. In June 2012, age 23, she graduates with an honours degree in anthropology from Wits University. In 2013, age 24, she joins the Ministry of State Security as a public liaison officer. And in May 2014, she leaves the Ministry of State Security with Siabonga Kweli for the Department of Telecommunications and Postal Service and was promoted to Chief of Staff. Now, Chief of Staff is responsible for the overall management of staff and the officer's budget in the ministry, making it a very powerful position. According to the estimates of national expenditure for the current financial year, the Chief of Staff will manage a 4.1 million budget in the Telecommunications and Postal Services Ministry. As Head of the Ministry, Tutukili will play a critical function in the interface between the Ministry and the, the Department. Now it is patently clear that this is um, not a matter of what you know, but who you know. The Mullen Guardian contacted to Tukili to, to discuss her experience and why she qualified for the job, but she refused to discuss that. Her response was abruptly, please direct all questions to the relevant department spokesperson. I do not answer questions on behalf of the department and abruptly put the phone down. Sia Bongekweli last week requested Parliament to approve a 1.59 billion budget for this department. We are not surprised anymore with appointments like this. It's a matter of who will be the next. And if there is a big outcry, then they just dismiss the person or deploy him to another department or in another position. But there's just never a stage that these situations are properly investigated and that corrective steps are taken or that the losses suffered are recovered. And in every instance, huge losses are suffered. And I cannot see how international investors still invest in a country like South Africa who doesn't give a dime about competence, 
and proper financial control. Another glaring incident of corruption and crime is the incidents where teachers in KwaZulu-Natal helped the matrics to cheat. A significant number of matriculants have admitted that invigilators and teachers helped them cheat in last year's final exams, according to the Department of Basic Education. In January, multiple pupils gave suspiciously, suspiciously similar answers, complete with identical spelling errors, at 58 examination centres in the Eastern Cape and KwaZulu-Natal. Now you can think, if this is what happens in the schools, their matric certificate is worth zero. It was claimed that the invigilators, including teachers and headmasters, had read out answers at the front of the exam venues for pupils to write down. Pupils to write down. The spokesman, Elia Mishlanga, said that the department had completed its investigation at half of the regions in the Eastern Cape. They've received confessions from a significant number of learners who have indicated that they were assisted by adults in vigilating or by their teachers and principal. The disciplinary hearings are expected to be finalised. I do not know if it had been finalised and what the outcome thereof was. Now, I found this warning of Dr. Martin Luther King. He said, I am much afraid that schools will prove to be wide gates to hell unless they diligently labour in explaining the Holy Scriptures, engraving them in the hearts of youth. I advise no one to place his child where the Scriptures do not reign paramount. Every institution in which men are not constantly occupied with the Word of God must become corrupt. See to it that no one takes you captive to hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ, referring to Colossians 2 verse 8. Now this is so true many years ago and still today it is absolutely relevant. And maybe you do not know, but there's already a movement to remove Christianity from our schools. Now I do believe, maybe it doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or has another belief, but if you do not have that groundwork, then you sit with problems like this in the school where adults teach children to steal. And then you also understand why we sit with this major problem of the masses who are uneducated, who are simply incompetent, and do not understand the consequences of their vote for the ruling party. Senior communists this week warned of a recession looming for South Africa. It is set to hit South Africa early next year, and the first signs of that is already visible. I've already mentioned the telecom retrenchments, and this is a common problem on a daily basis. Kumba, that is a mining company in the Tabazimbe area, announced that it was going to close down its mine in Tabazimbe, which will result in 1,900 people left unemployed. Now, in Tabazimbe, the mining industry is the backbone of the local 
economy. That will mean a difficult time for many families. Taking into account that unemployment is already a crisis in South Africa and that the miners have to face racially based labour legislation such as affirmative action and BBBEE, it will be very difficult for them to find new employment. Now ESCOM has also sent out an email um, last week that 39,000 employees um, will not receive bonuses or salary increases this year. Traditionally, ESCOM increased the salaries in July and this will mean that all ESCOM employees will have to face the recession, increasing fuel prices and food prices with last year's salary in the, in the And to add injury to insult, there's already talks of a countrywide strike. Now, if the people who are already struggling to keep the country's failing power supply units running and they go on strike, we may just sit with the much-discussed full-power blackout. And you can think um, what dire consequences we will experience then. Another glaring indication of the incompetence and the lack of ethics in our hospitals is the story of a very young girl who was pregnant. She was in her last week of her pregnancy when she was rushed to the Krugersdorp Yusuf Dadu Hospital um, when she was not feeling well and started bleeding. She waited for hours for treatment and was supposed to be transferred to another hospital, the Leratong Hospital, as the Yusuf Dadu Hospital did not have any oxygen available. Now, I do not know why she needed oxygen, as it is not stated. She waited four hours for an ambulance, and the ambulance arrived to, to take her to Laratong, but the ambulance also did not have oxygen. Her heart then stopped, and all attempts to resuscitate her was unsuccessful. The hospital did not even try to save the baby, as the baby was still alive and could have been saved if they performed a caesarean section. Up to now, the hospital has not given any comment on this tragic incident. Jack Bloom, the DA um, Shadow MEC for Health, said it is absolutely shocking and inexcusable neither to have oxygen in a hospital nor an ambulance. In another incident in the same hospital, a pregnant woman was told that her baby, full-term baby, has died and that she must come back the next day because they cannot assist her that same day. That is, that is absolutely unacceptable conduct. Any person, nurse or medical practitioner with this attitude should not be working in any hospital or should not be treating any patient. The problem is that nothing will happen with these persons unless, for instance, a political party lodge a complaint or a member of the public, maybe the family, lodge a complaint with a public protector and um, the desired steps are taken. In another tragic incident, seven-year-old girl died at the Charlotte Makeki Johannesburg Academic Hospital. Now, this hospital used to be a very good academic institution, and every any person could have gone there without a problem. 
but things have changed. The mother of this girl says there were definitely negligence on the part of the, the doctors. Apparently, she was in hospital for 10 days, and only when she stopped breathing um, as a result of a lung problem, they attended to her. The doctors obviously deny any allegation of negligence. Relevant to these reports, um, President Jacob Zuma went into hospital yesterday to have gallstones removed. Now, it is evident that the remarks on Facebook and Twitter is not very supportive of Zuma. And one lady made the following remark. Let's hope he gets the same medical treatment he subjects his citizens to and that load shedding hits the hospital amid the operation. That will certainly guarantee his death. May he get what his subjects us to. That is only fair. If one reads the social media on a daily basis, it is evident that the South Africans are really fed up for the situation here and that many of them on, are on a verge of taking the law into their own hands. And that is really a sad situation. Let's hope we can take hands with Americans, with Europeans. Let's all stand together and stamp out this corrupt communist leaders and bring about change. Thank you, people. Enjoy your day. Thank you, Ricky. And you can hear Ricky Rasmussen's Our Voice report from South Africa exclusively on the Gary Gatehouse Show each week. We'll be back after a few short messages. Hello! You are listening to Gary Gatehouse Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We have good questions on the show like... Uh, Mr. Obama, sir, I have a, just a quick question if I can. Um, I was wondering, you know, just uh, where... Uh, where the hell is your birth certificate? ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do you, do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. <laughs> the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Wednesday edition hump day. Coming to you from South Texas, USA. Everything to you, you 
up there in Canada, up there in the icebox. Hope you're having a great day, whatever you're up to. I hope you're not having to shovel any snow yet, but I would suspect some of you probably are. Oh well, have a good day anyway. All you folks down under in New, New Zealand and Australia, you're going back into your, oh, I don't know, you're going back into your spring now, reaching summer, I guess, not too far down the road. As America and Europe dives headlong into winter, all you folks down under, I hope you have a great summer, great spring. Just remember, God loves you. Stay cool. Stay fresh, keep your friends, keep your kids in mind, and most of all, have a good life. Gary Gatehouse, make sure you tune in to Restoration Radio International weekends to listen to the Gary Gatehouse radio shows back to back. Wow! That's right, you can listen to the Gary Gatehouse radio show back to back shows every weekend on Restoration Radio International. Make sure you tune in. You know, folks, today we just kind of jumped around the board. We haven't really addressed any issues. There's God knows there's so many out there, but like myself, I know you folks probably get tired and burnt out talking about politics all the time. I know I do. And I'm going to try to rejuggle my show to make it more more entertaining, more open for discussion, more, oh, I don't know, just kind of jumble it up a little bit and see what happens. You know, uh, it was all cut and dry before where I just talked about politics and, and uh, got up there and ranted and raved and 
I'm going to try to draw back the strings on that just a tad, just a tad, to try to appeal to a more expanded audience, if you will. Try to get more people to tune in to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, to tune in to Freedom in America Radio dot com, Restoration Radio International, Freedom in America dot US, and the GAL Network in South Texas. We've got to get more people. We've got to recruit more people into the fold, if you will. And uh, we have to look at, oh, I don't know, the whole spectrum of entertainment, the whole spectrum of politics, the whole spectrum of religious matter. I'm going to try to bundle that all together if I can and uh, see what happens, see what comes out at the other end. And uh, I'm, I, I'm enjoying myself more and more every day getting involved with those types of of uh, issues, those types of information to get out to you folks uh, and talk not just about politics, but talk about uh, football, talk about American football, talk about sports, car racing, motor racing, talk about family issues, talk about religious issues. It's just not politics that we have to dwell on all the time. There's more information out there, more stuff out there than American people, people in Europe, People in New Zealand, Australia, Canada are interested in more than just politics. I've come to realize that. And I'm going to jumble my show up, if you will. I'm going to have an intelligence report. And again, if that's the type of thing you would like to hear once a week or once every two weeks or once a month, let me let me know. Give me some ideas out there. What would you like to hear Gary Gatehouse talk about? What would you like to hear Gary Gatehouse present? What would you like to hear as far as information goes that uh, you would like to present it through the microphone, through Gary Gatehouse's uh, vocal cords, if you will? Let me know. And you can do that by dropping me an email at GaryGatehouse at Hush, H-U-S-H dot com. GaryGatehouse at Hush, H-U-S-H dot com. I welcome your criticisms. I welcome everything, uh, ideas, whatever. Drop me an email. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you're, what's going on in your neck of the woods. Send me a picture of your dog, cat, uh, your whatever. And I'll put it up on my internet uh, website. No big deal. I enjoy talking to you folks. I enjoy talking about, oh, everything under the sun, if you will, if we can. Who knows? Maybe we can. But uh, you folks out there, you control the show. It's your radio show. I'm just the mouthpiece. So, again, drop me a line, Gary Gatehouse at Hush and uh, dot com, and let me know what you think. Give me some idea. Give me some input. Give me some feedback. We'll be right back after a few short messages. Diabetes is a killer. After I was diagnosed, I had no pain. I didn't feel sick, so I didn't listen to my doctor. Then it struck. I had a heart attack. Then a stroke. And I was only 49. If only I'd known. If only I'd listened. The complications of diabetes often go undiagnosed and are far more serious than you might think. Most people with diabetes also have high blood pressure and cholesterol, which can cause severe heart damage. In fact, two out of three people with diabetes die from heart disease or stroke. But you can reduce your risk of heart disease and stroke by lowering your blood sugar, blood pressure, and cholesterol. Learn how. Call 1-800-DIABETES for your free diabetes survival guide. Choose to live. It's not too late. 
Don't let diabetes destroy your life. A message from the American Diabetes Association and the American College of Cardiology. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. Well, folks, we're getting close to the uh, end of the second hour. Another show on the can. I hope you enjoyed yourselves today. I hope you enjoyed uh, some of the information I partake and got to you. Uh, whether it educated you, entertained you, I don't know. Let me know. Gary Gatehouse at Hush.com. Can you believe Christmas is only, what, 23 days away, 22 days away? Wow. Where in the heck did time go? Seems like yesterday I was going to all the car shows and it was 104 degrees. And my God. Now we're in the beginnings of December. This year has just flown by. I can't attach anything to this year as far as a real hard set memory. It's just flown by, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, Christmas, the best time of the year is coming up. And I know all you kiddos out there are just uh, jumping up and down waiting for that day when you get to open your presents that Santa Claus bought you, set them under the tree. But remember one thing. Remember what Christmas is all about. I'm sure your mom and dads have told you Christmas is a celebration of our Lord Jesus, His birthday. That's right. That's what Christmas is all about. When somebody says happy holidays, kind of look at them perplexed and say, happy holidays? What holiday are you talking about? Make them say Christmas. Because that is the holiday we are celebrating, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I love that. Merry Christmas. And all that, that those two words entail. Christmas, Christmas. The celebration of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. But we can't forget Santa Claus either. St. Nicholas. There's a book out that uh, Glenn Beck has out. Telling the story of St. Nicholas. I've got it on order. I can't wait to get it. Sounds like a bang-up book. like to give a big howdy out there to Mark Levine. I hope you're having a great day. Rush Limbaugh. I hope you're having a great day as well. All you talking heads out there, conservative type, 
I hope you're having a great day wherever you're at. And all you radio station owners, God bless every one of you. Now, a lot of you folks uh, email me and say, Mr. Gatehouse, why aren't you on Facebook? Well, it seems a while back that I uh, got relegated back to the people on the outside looking in. I'll just put it that way. But, you know, I'm on Twitter. And you can come up and visit me anytime you like. Just type in G-A-L Network, G-A-L-N-E-T-W-R-K, and come on up and say howdy. Drop by and, I don't know. Leave me a little message, whatever. And I'm always looking for followers to follow the Gary Gatehouse radio show, Getting After Lefty. We enjoy talking to you each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. A lot of people are saying, why don't you extend it into Tuesday and Thursday as well? Well, I am doing other things those two days, different projects that involve me at a local level. And so I don't have time to do a Tuesday and a Thursday show. But you can listen to my shows Monday through Friday. Well, hell, on the weekend as well. On FreemanAmericaRadio.com. Mr. Billy Van Horn plays my show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as they come out from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Tuesdays and Thursdays and the weekends. You can listen and visit with Gary Gatehouse on FreemanAmericaRadio.com. Mr. Billy Van Horn, station owner. Or you can listen to my show weekdays on Restoration Radio International or weekends, back-to-back shows on Restoration Radio International. Mr. Stephen Lang is the station owner. He lives in London, England. My show is aired in London, England, in England, in Europe, every day and on weekends. So you folks over there in Europe, tune in to Restoration Radio International. And you can listen to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show 24-7 on freedominamerica.us, owned by Mr. Mr. V. He comes out of uh, uh, Florida, and he plays my show 24-7. And you can go up and you can find that show and that access link. Just type in freedominamericaradio.us, and it'll take you right to my shows, 24-7. And he has a whole archive built up of my shows that go back to 2009 and forward. So you, if you want to get your fill of the Gary Gatehouse radio show, there you go in a nutshell. You cannot say you don't have access to my show because it's up on the Internet, the www, 24-7, airing somewhere every day of the week. So we are coming up on uh, five minutes to the hour, and uh, I'd just like to say a thank you to all of you individuals that sent me emails from Europe, emails that came, boy, they came in big bundles this time from Sweden and France, from England and all over the place, Germany, and all you folks that tune in to whatever show that uh, uh, access to my show that you have. God bless you for sending me the emails, and God bless you for all the kudos and thumbs up that you've sent me. I appreciate it, and yes, I'm not going to go away, no. And if you want me to give you a a shout-out to whatever country you live in, whatever city, town, just drop me a line at GaryGatehouse at Hush.com. GaryGatehouse at Hush.com, and I will be sure to get your name, if you want, 
your town, your city, your little village, whatever, and, and the country you live in, whether it be New Zealand, Australia, Canada, Sweden, France, Germany, England, Italy, whatever the case may be that you live in, drop me a line. If you want me to give you a shout, shout out, just, give, just put in the uh, uh, message line, Gary Gatehouse, shout out from England, shout out from Sweden, whatever, and I'll make sure my staff gets it to me, and I will mention your town on the air. Now, that's all I can do. It's up to you now to get me the information. You've been listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Wednesday edition. Wednesday edition, hump day in America, hump day in the free world. God bless you all. God bless your children. God bless your countries. God bless you as individuals who are standing up for Christianity, standing up for your country, and standing up for your children and future generations. God loves those people who do such things. Until Friday, this is the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, coming from South Texas, USA, wishing you all, all my listeners, I love each and every one of you, a good day. Wings to my